before we are um, starting to offer some more content um, just to be a little more dynamic um, and talk about various topics um, you know kind of stay true to our values of um, just being relevant to the culture of of this whole millennialism I feel like I made that word up but it doesn't matter um, it's a new word is my word millennialism um, <laughs> And um, just just bring up things that are relevant to us. Um, a lot of things that we're dealing with, a lot of things that we may not be able to discuss uh, in a church basis or whatever the case may be. So, um, but we have a good one, and uh, we have a guest to uh, for this episode. And I met this young woman through some mutual friends. She's really dope. She is awesome. Um, I checked out her blog. I read it. Yeah, she has a blog. She'll tell you about that. But she has a blog, and I checked it out like months ago. And I read this one post, and I was like, we got to get her on the podcast. I think it would be awesome to get her perspective, to hear more of her perspective, and um, for you guys to check her out as well. So without further ado, Miss Angelica Medina. Hey guys, um, my name is Angelica. I am 27 years old. I currently work at BCU as a pharmacy tech. Um, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, born and raised. I went to school at Liberty, uh, came back, started working as a pharmacy tech. Um, I currently go to the Life Church where I am a youth leader. Um, so I'm on youth ministry. Um, I also, as Jamal said, I have a blog. I've been blogging for going on, it'll be five years in March, I think. Yeah, wow. it'll be like five years in March. Um, I started my blog, All I Am Is Yours um, blog. I started that, like I said, almost five years ago, but I started it after a breakup, of course. It was a pretty big breakup. Um, if you've been reading my blog, Kim and I, we were engaged. Um, I was pretty young, too. I was about 21, 22, maybe, probably 22, and we broke up probably... Um, I want to say like five years ago around this time. So during this kind of season, this transition from summer into fall, I always get these like uh, kind of flashbacks and memories of how I was and how I went through life during that 
whole transition and I thought about blogging. I wanted to start a blog because I, when the breakup happened, I was, I wasn't as vocal about it, but I had so many things I just wanted to say, but I didn't want to make a long like Facebook rant about it because I wanted it to I wanted it to have meaning. Like I wanted people to hear what I had to say and like, wow, like she's really experiencing some pain instead of just venting on Facebook. So a couple months after that, I finally like started my blog. And, you know, fortunately enough, I've had, you know, friends and coworkers who have, you know, been so gracious enough to journey along with me and laugh with me cry with me and just see my journey of growth and you know following God and following the path that he has me on because at the end of the day you know I talk about myself but my blog is primarily focused on like my journey with the Lord so yeah wow one of the things I I love um about the blog is how transparent you are and how uh how open you are about what you're thinking about what you're feeling i feel like um especially now we live in this culture where you know you you can't fully express who you are like you know we see on social media people talk about mental health and all that good stuff and that's great and everything but it's like you don't you don't truly see people opening up about things that they're dealing with or what they're going through or what they've been through, you know. Um, or they might post a little like super happy picture, like God brought me here and you know I made it, yeah. but they don't really touch on like you know everything. And um, I, I I definitely appreciate that about your blog because I feel like it's needed. Um, especially for uh, you know people in in our age bracket, um, yeah, just for them I to think know that's, that that's one of the things I think God had really placed on my heart to do was to be so transparent and you know it's not always that easy just expressing yourself because you don't always right. know like who's gonna read it and you just put it out for the whole world to see but that was really something that you know God had really put on my heart to do to be so transparent because I've talked to so many like friends girlfriends who came across my blog and said like wow like you know I I understood like I really felt that way too and so you know I just try to be as transparent as I can that's dope that's dope that's a good point that you made. You know, you never know really who's who's reading, who's watching, who's listening, and and how they're being um, being impacted by what you have to share. So that's dope. Um, speaking about the blog, so there's one particular post. I, I think you know we've been going back and forth, you know, messaging, trying to schedule and everything, and I felt like. I don't know why I thought that you had wrote something about like why the topic of sex within the church 
is like weird or something like that. And I went through a couple of days ago and I'm trying to find it. And I'm like, I know it's here, but I'm like, I think I made that. <laughs> I think I made it up. No, I mean, I probably did mention it in, you know, some blog and at some point. And this actually, this one, the celibacy singleness in solitaire, I I went back and I looked at it and I wrote it a year ago and I could have sworn this happened like a couple months ago. I couldn't <laughs> believe that it was actually a year ago. But I mean, in so many of my posts, like sometimes I go back to them and it just seems like something will jump out at me and it'll still be like relevant to what I'm going through right now. So. That's dope. And I think when I went back, I think this was the one that I've been thinking about. Um, but just like she mentioned, it's, it's called Celibacy, Singleness, and Solitaire. We're not going to read it, the whole thing, but we're just going to kind of go through it. Um, when she drops her, her her link for you guys, definitely go back and, and check it out. But um, uh, what was the inspiration behind this post? You know, were you just sitting down? Were you thinking? Or, you know, did something happen? You know, kind of describe that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I my blog, of course, I talk about God, but it's also my journey as like a single woman um, following the path that God has for me. And, you know, my broke up, my breakup was a couple years ago, but it wasn't until like even some years after that where I just felt the calling to be celibate as well. And, you know, in my blog, I didn't. When I first started my blog, I didn't want to really talk about sex because I was, of course, still working on some things in my life. But I guess a year ago, um, it was I just felt like it was really time for me to start really talking about celibacy because, you know, I ran across a couple friends and a couple women that I knew who, you know, that topic was, you know, coming up, but no one was really talking about it. Cause we, I mean, li we live in a culture right now where, you know, sex is liberating mm. and, you know, for people in the world, like, you know, that's what they, they, they want to freely talk about sex, but you know, it's when you talk about abstaining from sex, it's like, it's almost as if that's become taboo as if, right. you know, you can't talk about that. So, I mean, of course me, I like to express myself. I, I like to say what I want. So I wanted to really talk about celibacy and say, Hey, like, you know, women in the church, like this doesn't have to be a secret. We don't have to keep celibacy a secret we should be able to talk about it and so celibacy singleness of course me being single and solitaire um you know me being single I don't have much to do so <laughs> sometimes I come home and you know at night instead of I guess going out on a date or something I I like to get in my bed and play solitaire before I go to bed. That's like my thing. Um, so yeah, I just wrote this post of, 
you know, things that I was going through. And, you know, I guess the solitaire bit was a something that, you know, I guess I did instead of going out and kind of like to distract myself mm-hmm. as being a single person and not thinking about like relationships all the time and dating and then because that can be exhausting especially when you're single and you're my age you're 27 and you have friends who are getting married and having babies like you (laughs) and (laughs) you know and you're just at home chilling playing solitaire so that was just of course me being transparent again and i like i like the double meaning behind solitaire um even though solitaire was something that you did but solitaire is a single player game and you know solitaire is like you know when i initially thought about it i just thought of like like being alone being in this place where you were at peace you were comfortable that's kind of how I viewed it. So as I'm reading it, I saw wow. when you mentioned the part where, you know, you like to just lay in the bed and play solitaire before you go to bed. I was like, oh, snap. Like, I wonder if that was intentional how she did that. Wow, like, that's that deep. Dope. No. Yeah. <laughs> I did not think of that. But that's deep. Like, wow. Sometimes God really be working through me in my yeah. writing. Um, but I'm glad you noticed that. I didn't even think of that. Wow. And, and the fact that, you know, you were using it as this mechanism to kind of, you know, distract you from doing things that you may not necessarily want to do, you know, yeah. I, I, I think is, I think it's a blessing. I think that's dope, you know. Um, we should all, as singles, as single Christians, just go to solitaire instead of a, <laughs> other things. Um, but you, you mentioned celibacy was like a taboo thing. Why do you think it is, is taboo? Um, just as you were talking, my initial thought was because celibacy is almost like something, it's something you take up because you were having sex. So it's like, when you Mm -hmm. tell people you're celibate, you don't really want them to know that you were having sex. Is, is that is that why you think it's taboo within the church? Um, I think it's one of those, I would just say, sins that um, we kind of sweep under the rug <laughs> and we don't really want to talk about because you know people do it. Mm. Um, so, and, and I think that's, that's honestly why, because you don't, you don't have... <laughs> I don't know. We, I guess we want to condemn people for what we want to condemn them for. Mm. You know, like if you're in the church and you're having sex, you don't want to tell someone else, obviously not to have sex because you want to do it too. Um, But yeah, I just feel like it's just one of those things where we kind of like pick and choose what Mm. we want to what we want to do we pick and choose our kind of sins that oh i don't want to i don't want to give that up because you know one day i'll meet someone and then god will forgive me but 
it. Mm. You know, that, that the celibacy was one of those things that, you know, God had put on my heart. And I don't, I wouldn't even say that now. I would say that God, if you're really following Christ, God's gonna tell, want you to be single, but mm. it's up to you as to whether or not you want to follow that calling or not. Mm. Because I have friends, you know, I have lots of friends, you know, in Christ, some who are engaging and some who aren't. And, you know, I can't really say, you know, I guess which ones are, I guess, holier than the other because right. even the ones who aren't, who are celibate, they still have their own battles that they right. kind of fight with. Um, so I never really talked about, I didn't, I also didn't want to talk about celibacy as if, you know, I didn't want to seem as though I'm better than someone else because I'm celibate. I always kind of wanted it to be like, you know, this is what I'm doing because I know that this would help me when it came to me encountering relationships and Mm. meeting men and dating because I knew that that would benefit me if I was celibate because I would be more able to kind of guard my heart and things. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, in the church, like I said, like, it's just one of those things where we kind of like pick and choose. Yeah. But I feel like now... I feel like now, especially one more of the the modern kind of pastors and leaders are really bringing that subject out as far as sex. Right. Um, I know a lot of our, I guess, elders back in the right. day, they didn't want to talk about sex. Right. Um, so I am thankful of that. I am glad to to see that now. Or if they did, they were. They were on a Paul pit. Y'all deaf fornicating, you kids. Using that Backing word. No one wants to use the F word. Fornicate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the big word. Yeah. But um, that's that's good. Um, And I, I think to, to that point as well that you just made, a lot of the modern, modern passes are, passes are, you know, becoming younger. Um, mm-hmm. They're becoming younger. A lot of the older passes are time and stepping out of the way and you know the culture is different you have to you have to engage the culture a lot different generations Mm -hmm. differ from generations we experience things differently we talk about things differently um i feel like you know we're increasingly getting to the point where we have to be vocal about things you know a lot of a lot of people our age when they come into church they they ask a question they want the answer they don't want to you know, somebody beating around the bush, well, let's go to Roman. Like, no, just tell me straight up, you know, what the answer is to this question. Um, and I think sex, sex being one of those things. Um, I know for me growing up, um, I always felt like it was wrong, but then I'm like, is it really wrong? I mean, I know, you know, raise mama she not married but she be with dude you know what I'm saying? like i don't know you know it was always one of those yeah. things like you know you didn't really know and you know until i got older and i understood like okay you know this is definitely something that 
pleases the Lord to be celibate and um, to kind of change my ways. Um, so there was this, this um, particular excerpt in your vlog. Um, you referenced Jackie Hill Perry. She's dope. If y'all don't know who she is, check her I out. I love her. I yeah. absolutely love her. <laughs> she is dope. I like her. I like um her persona and just how real she is. Um, but uh, so it reads. Or you wrote Jackie Hill Perry speaks about her single friends who are women, and one thing she often admits is there is a shortage of Christian men who are ready to commit and are not corny. While it is very hard to find all three in a man, I have to say that I do find that relatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do. Um, and, um, okay, let me explain what I guess she meant by corny. <laughs> all kind of seen some, you know, corny Christian men, which is like, you know, they may not be as into, you know, maybe the latest fashions or, you know, hip, you know, we've, we've all kind of seen them. But um, as far as me, I've, I feel like there is, it's, it's kind of hard to come across all three or not even that but like men that you're simply attracted to like you know you you kind of want a man who is or not even for any single people in church you know you want to be attracted to someone um but I think sometimes we we look at I get we I guess we put attractiveness above godliness mm. which was something that I had to like I guess examine in myself but yeah I mean I I relate to what mm -hmm. what she said <laughs> no I, I just um I, I found it I found it interesting because I feel like I mean I not I feel like I I've, I've heard it often um, and this is the first time that I, I, I didn't know that Jackie Hill Perry had um, spoke about the same thing, but um, I, I've I've heard it often. And sometimes I'm not even gonna lie. So I, I, I chuckled at the corny part because I don't think I'm corny. No, I'm, I'm married. Corny. I'm I'm married. I'm married. So before I was married. You know, I, I've I've had those kind of moments where it's like, like, all right, I'm a Christian dude. Like, I'm growing in my walk. Like, I may not be the flashiest. I got the nicest car, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I feel like a pretty straightforward, you know, a right type of guy. But I was turned down. So I didn't know if I was corny. You know, I didn't know, like, you know, I didn't really know what the case was. And. So I, I, I chuckled at that because I feel like a lot of men, a lot of men get thrown into a corny category before they have an opportunity to really show who they are in the heart. And I'm not saying that to like come at you. I don't want you to 
take it that way. Just speaking from a male's point of view, you know, um, and I'm 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 thinking the dudes in my mind right now that you know I'm not gonna we even name drop them, but <laughs> but um, you know, even even on the quote unquote corny side or the the hip you know side, it's like you know I don't know I don't know. I, but I, also, I, at the end of the day, and what I've really learned how to do is, you know, whether they're corny or not, you got to pray about it. Mm-hmm. Like, if God doesn't tell you, like, this is the one, then that's just not the one. I mean, if God wants you to be with the corny dude, he going to tell you to be with the corny dude. <laughs> but... I mean, that, but that's something that I really had to learn how to do because, you know, I've dated around, I've had, I've had crushes on guys, but I've always had to pray about it. And God really like direct my path and said, oh girl, like this is not the one for you. So, I mean, we can say these things. We can say like, even, even if you do find all three in a man, if that's not, the man god wants for you then that's just not who he wants for you and i think we see that corny part in this text but we we omit this commit part because Mm -hmm. that commit is also big Mm because i mean i know a lot of great godly christian men um but they're not ready to commit because Maybe they're just not, I guess, fully oh, ready to stop being all in the world. So mm. they still kind of want to have their like freedom, which also goes back to that celibacy part. So, mm. you know. Um, it was something you said slip my mind but um but no that yeah that that's that's very important um commitment and um i i definitely want to touch on that um but i i think oh that's what i was going to say so um to mention this as well like i don't i don't want people to think that you know you have to marry so I, I put it this way, and, and some people probably differ on this theology, um, but I don't think, I, I, I've, I've never believed that there's like just one. I don't believe that God created me and said, your wife is going to be Kismaya. And then that was that, you know, I think, I think that overrides the, um, or overrules rather the, the notion of free will that he gives us. You know, to be able to make a choice, to maybe to be able to make a wise and knowledgeable decision, on, especially with something as serious as, as getting married. So, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that people have to, or you have, not you, but people in general have to, you know, just date this corny guy or this corny girl, you know, and attractiveness i used to think i used to be super religious when it came to attractiveness like no she just has to be a christian but at the end of the day it's like we're people you know 
and even before we came into Christ, like we were big on attractiveness. And I think attractiveness, even though it's not a, the main core of a relationship or marriage, it still plays a huge role. You know, you have to be attracted to them, whether it be, uh, you know, emotionally, mentally, you know, even physically. Um, you know, you don't want to be thinking, you know, in the back of your mind, like, I wonder if they're thinking my my dude or my girl is ugly or like judging them based on how they look. You know, you want to be confident in, in who you're with. Um, at the end of the day, I think it doesn't matter what other people believe or the world as well. But if you're thinking that in the back of your mind, you know, you don't want to take them out in public. You don't want to show that person to your friends. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> don't waste that person's time. But yeah, um, I just wanted to throw that quick part in there. Um, so to kind of to kind of go back, we 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 talked about the topic of celibacy being taboo within the church. We kind of touched on like the the sex part as well. Do you think now? Well, I mean, you you mentioned it. A lot of modern pastors are talking about it. Do you feel? Do you still think it's something that's taboo, like the topic in church? Like you know, you think that it's 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 we've come a long way or and we still have some ways to go or do you think the church has made it when it comes to the topic of sex um i think we're getting there um i would like to see a little more of it um i know mike todd he's a big on like of course he had you know relationship goals his book and i know he's big on talking about it and i feel like it, it kind of depends on your audience like i feel like if you have a huge like young audience and they're really big on you know relationships then you kind of should target that especially if that's what they want but and it's also it's as for me like I don't always want to hear about relationships mm -hmm. like sometimes I just want to hear Jesus <laughs> but relationships they, they play a big role in everything and it's not just always just about sex sometimes it's you know just friendships and, you know, my friendships have also played a big role in me and my celibacy, because if I'm trying to live this life of celibacy, I can't be, I can be friends with girls who are not celibate, but I can't, I guess, be that close with them, because mm. that's kind of going to get me off what I'm trying to do if I see Jane over here and she you know living her best life and she doesn't seem to be you know going through heartache and she's you know living this life of you know being with her man and doing what she does and I see her and I'm like oh well she seems to be okay like why can't I be the same way and I've still had those moments where I've felt that way I mean this journey of celibacy it has it has not been easy, but that's also why I've chosen to talk about it because it's not easy. You're going to have those days where you want to just, you know, 
go back in and do what you used to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, God has really, like, taken me through a lot. And he's still kind of taking me on this journey. And I, I know that in the end, it's all for his glory. Mm. And I just always try to remember that. That's real. That's real. And maybe I'm kind of thinking about my story. And I, I wanted to touch on that a little bit later. But, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe celibacy, I think, from a spiritual aspect, is maybe what could cause a lot of people um, to run away from it, you know, um, just from hearing you sharing about it and, you know, what I went through and what a lot of other people went through is hard, you know, just like you said, it's hard. Um, and even when you are, you know, you're, you're, you're not just remaining abstinent from sex, but it's like, you're trying to devote that time to your relationship with the father and growing with him and following Christ. Um, which is the biggest aspect of it. Um, so maybe that's, you know, maybe that's why a lot of people stray away from it. Um, I think, I think one of the biggest things, um, about celibacy, um, which I think you kind of, you know, really exemplify and highlight is that if you're going to be in a relationship and celibate, you know, you better have some support systems. Um, you know, the, the guy, or the, the woman, they have to be on the same page. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it, 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 it will be hard to, to remain celibate in a relationship where you aren't supported. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think it's, um, it's, it's dope, even though maybe from an emotional stamp, standpoint, it's not as dope. But it's dope that you, you know, you are, you know, still pursuing this and you aren't succumbing to that pressure of, well, I just want to be with someone because, you know, that could just open up any type of door to anything, um, especially kind of closing the door on celibacy. Yeah. And I think for me, I really had to kind of examine myself and ask myself, okay, what do you want? Do you want to give into what your heart feels or do you want what God wants from you? Because I know that during this time as me being single, there are things that, you know, God would rather me to put my focus on than a relationship. I mean, I feel like honestly, he hasn't um, allowed me to be in a relationship because there are other things he wants me to work on and I'm grateful for that and I really try to um, inform other women of okay God doesn't you know if God isn't putting a relationship in your life right now it's because he obviously wants you to work on other things but it's hard when you really want this thing <laughs> and you know God is saying no not right now um so you really or I find that I really have to um 
just continue to pray about it and really read my word and say, okay, God, was it, what is it that you want from me right now? What is it that you want me to do right now? And I know that right now he wants me to work and he wants me to do youth ministry and I'm okay with that. And at the end of the day, you really have to see if you're okay with that. What do you want to do? You want to follow God or you want to follow your heart? The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things, mm-hmm. and that is mm-hmm. true. Yep. My heart has gotten me into a lot of sticky situations. And once I was able to really say, Okay, heart, like you go sit down <laughs> and mm-hmm. you really fix your eyes to Jesus, I was really able to kind of put those things to the side Hmm. definitely definitely um so you actually um um you you responded to our survey we had a survey months ago when we first started you posted an interesting question um and the question is why do single Christian men run from celibacy. So we've kind of already, you know, kind of talked a little bit about it. Um, why do you think Christian, single Christian men run from celibacy? I ask you first. I feel like, and this goes back to um, sex being a taboo subject in the church. I feel like we don't talk, we don't address the men as much when it comes to sex as we do women. It's like, okay, women stay abstinent, don't do this, don't do that. But we don't tell the men not to, I guess, pursue women in that way. But we, I guess, look to the woman to be that stopping block to say, hey, no, we can't do this. But we don't tell the men enough, hey, don't, I guess, pursue this woman in this way. Like, you should respect her more, respect her body. Mm. And I just feel like we don't talk about that as much. Mm. Okay. I think I think that's real. Um, I haven't, I haven't heard topic about celibacy or sex in the church in a while um for the past two churches i've been to it's almost more like a small small group type topic but um i think i think i can agree for years i i feel like women are held to a higher standard when it comes to celibacy and and sex and women have to be able to say no like that's no that's not what we're doing and um, the man is like, ah, you know, come on. It's, it's like, no, no, no. But, um, you know, we're, we're all, we're all weak. The, the flesh is weak. Um, scripture even says that the, 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 what is it? The spirit is willing, but the, the flesh is weak, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So, um, and, and if that flesh is hungry, I always think of it like an animal. Like if it's hungry, yeah. It's gonna and I feel something. like I feel like the men's flesh be more hungry than the women's flesh. <laughs> so you would think they would 
you know, be more inclined to teach them about it, but I don't know. There, I think, I think there definitely could be more um, accountability um, uh, for for men to uphold that standard. Um, you know, even I think, I think trying to you can't you can't live in 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 two separate places when it comes to being a follower of Christ. What I mean by that is. You can't, you can't dwell and, and, and abide in the most high, but still tiptoe and tarry in the things of the world. And, um, the world, the world, like you said earlier, you know, sex is like, it's almost everything. Like it's, it's okay to talk about it. You know, they talk about whatever they want to talk about. Um, and it's, it's like, a you know, nothing is wrong with sex. It's natural, and it and it is. But from a Christian worldview, you know, we're we're told to abstain from that prior to marriage. So, um, I think I think a lot of men probably struggle with the idea of, you know, I'm a man. You know, culture is telling me this is what I should be doing. And I, I I remember a particular time, um, I may have been a freshman or a sophomore, and um, growing up, I was always like like the lover boy. I didn't want to just date a bunch of girls and just be with them. It's like, if if we were going to be like sexually intimate, you were going to be my girlfriend and, you know, we were going to be together. Um, but... Um, my my cousin's husband at the time he was like yeah so you know have you been to I I went to ODU for those of you who didn't know um he's like yeah so you know did you go to NSU yet I'm like nah and I'm wondering in my head like why is he asking me that he's like really it's like have you been to Hampton you've been to you know seeing you like you haven't been in these other schools I'm like like why are you asking me these questions he's like man you need to start you know sowing your royal oats I'm just like uh, he said that too. Yeah. And I'm like, um, all right. I'm like, yeah, 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 no doubt, you know. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, nah, that's whack. Like, nah, yeah. that's whack. So it's like culture tells you one thing, but then, you know, then you have this other side where it's like, no, that's not right. You know, you got to be celibate and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe that's a struggle. Um, I've been married for four years, so it's a little hard for me to remember what that was like. But um, I don't know. That's that's all I can think of. Is maybe it's just this struggle with internal struggle with with the culture showing music, movies, television, and then you have your your faith as well telling you one thing. And we don't talk about the emotional side of sex as much. Um, because I know that was another reason as of why I chose to become celibate. Because, I mean, sex was meant for, obviously, a, a man and his wife. And it's it's more than just physical. Like, it's emotional. It's spiritual. You're bonding with this person. And so I would find myself in relationships or, you know, situations with these men and, you know, after 
we would, I guess, kind of go through this thing or, or break up and I would be left feeling like something was taken away from me. Mm. Um, so I wasn't, I, I kept going through those phases and I was like, you know, why? Like, I, I we would always break up or things would end and I would be like, I, well, I wish I would have at least kept my body because mm. maybe then I wouldn't have felt this way. Mm. And of course, you know, after I became celibate and I would, you know, go through, I guess, dating, well, I didn't date that many guys, but, you know, there was this one guy I did date for, I guess, like a month or two, and we kind of fell off because he wasn't ready for a commitment, and after that, like, I was, I was fine, like, I didn't go through this, like, heartache or this, like, pain, because I knew I still had myself like I still had my body he did not he did not have those parts of me that's good so I was able to leave that kind of I guess dating thing mm -hmm. we had and still have my sanity yeah yeah so that's that's one of the things especially we as women need to remember because we're so I know me I'm an emotional person like even without sex I'm just an emotional person I cry at almost everything mm -hmm. um but sorry I hear my roommate <laughs> no, you're, you're <laughs> but but um as I was saying like once I was able to kind of like I guess, take out sex and be celibate, I was able to really, like I said, protect my heart, guard my heart mm. from all these extra emotions that you don't need from sex. Mm. So, yeah. That's real. And it's, I mean, it's, it's sacred, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I, I definitely, um, I definitely hear and feel what you're saying when you say like, you know, when you, you become physically intimate with intimate with someone and then you guys break up and it's like i don't know it almost feels like a you know that person took something with you know a part of you with them and they're going off to you know probably do it again with someone else um it's definitely you know like some type of baggage that i think we all carry when we um when we become physically intimate with, with people, you know, that uh, a piece of who they are stays with us and a piece of who um, um, we are goes with them, you know. And we don't think, we don't talk about, like I said, how that affects women, you know, because mm. I think for men it's different. Well, I, I think, I, I don't know, I'm not a man, but, <laughs> you know, for, for men most. it just, for most men, it mm. just seems as though they can, you know, be intimate with someone and kind of leave it alone, mm. and, you know, move on with their life. Unless you follow Christ, then mm. you would, of course, hopefully have those convictions. But for women, I feel like it's even stronger, especially if you do consider yourself like 
a woman of God when you do give yourself to someone and you know at the end of the day you're, you kind of regret what you did and I remember like the last time I did it I just it, it was a hard kind of time and I was kind of just looking at myself like God like why like you told me time and time again not to do this and you know this big thing happened um and I kind of had to say like okay God like I see you now like it took my mom um having brain surgery for me to really see what God was trying to tell me um especially when it came to my relationships and how the man the men I chose to date and just what I was doing with my life mm. that's real um <clears throat> I I became so I, I started following Christ like really following Christ in probably 2011 I think it was 2000 yeah 2011 and um is it 2012 so yeah so then in 2012 that, that very next year um it's crazy because and and that, and this is how I know like God is real like the most high is so real because I had just like I was like I'm done with this life like it sucks like I'm I'm failing school like everything is just horrible um i really started following christ and then like months later i met this girl that was going to vcu and she had started this celibacy like a uh, club or organization and she's like yeah you know you should join it and you know maybe you could start one at odu and i'm like ah you know yeah blah blah blah, blah, blah whatever <laughs> i'm not trying to hear that um but because I was interested in her, I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, I'll, I'll join it, you know, just to kind of get on her good side. Long story short, that was actually the best thing that happened to me. Um, and, you know, that, that whole situation ended, ended badly. Um, um, and just myself and, and that young lady. But just over the course of that entire situation, um, like looking back on it, I realized I needed to go through that in order for the father to bring me where he wanted me to be. And had I not went through that situation, um, maybe I, I would have still chose to be celibate, maybe not. But I feel like that was where the most growth came from is when I truly started to become celibate. And it was after that situation where I was like, you know what? I'm done with women. Like I'm taking a year off. And little is for real. Like, like no lie. I, I told people, um, I told my mentor at the time, I said, I'm gonna take a year. I'm not getting numbers. I'm not giving my number out. I don't care if we're on the same ministry team. Like, no girls are gonna get my number. Like, it's just me and God. Like I'm straight, I'm good on them. And then, um, and, and, and I said, 
you know, after this this next time, after this year, if someone comes across my path and we connect and blah blah blah, and it ends badly, I'm about to just become a Christian monk. Like I'm never dealing with a woman again. Like, you I'm sound devoted. like me. <laughs> For real, like it's real, and I'm like, I'm devoting my life to Christ. Like I don't care. Like I'm never getting married. Like I'm done. <laughs> so, no, I feel that. So you know, it's 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 by like His grace that that year was like perfect, and then after that year, you know, He transformed um, how I viewed a potential spouse. Like at first, I had this long list. I think he wrote a post about it. I kind of read about it. Uh, I, I skimmed through it. Um, I had this long list, like, she got to have big booty, and she got to be bad, and, like, all of this stuff. And then it went from, like, she got to be a follower of Christ. She got to be smart. She got to be intelligent. Like, she has to think for herself. All of this, you know, like, like great stuff. Um, and then that's when I met Kiz Maya, and now we're married. So I said all that to say, um, I, I definitely like resonate with like your story and what you're doing, and um, like I said before, like I, I I appreciate the heck out of your transparency because I don't think I could do what you do and share what you share. Um, so with that with that being said, what what encouragement? would you give um, to to singles now as they they may be battling with, you know, celibacy, um, still having sex, or, you know, they are celibate, but it's just really hard. You know, they're fighting the temptation every day to, you know, want to be with someone and pursue a relationship where they know they probably shouldn't even if it's a Christian man or Christian woman, like they know they shouldn't be in a relationship with that particular person or just shouldn't be in a relationship at all in that, that point in their life. What, what encouragement would you give? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say for one, definitely pray and, and, you know, do what the Lord is telling you to do definitely you want to build up your relationship with Christ before you even think of building a relationship with anyone else because God is really going to get you through like he's he's going to be your backbone like he's not going to be enough but he's going to be that foundation to really get you through um so definitely you know continue to pray continue to seek God continue to read your word also, I would say get you some friends, <laughs> get you some friends yeah. in Christ. Uh, some accountability is really good. I know I have my friend Jeanette, who we've been through. She's she's like my big sister. Mm-hmm. We well, I do have a other sister, but she's my sister in Christ. Who who's been my accountability through a lot like if I'm feeling down if I'm going through these emotions I can always go to her and say hey I'm going through this she will fast with me she will pray for me like there have been times where you know I've 
went through some spiritual warfare at night and I mm. messaged her and she, you know, sat there and prayed with me. So definitely get you some accountability to so get you some good friends who are not going to steer you away and who are going to say, hey, like, I hear you who are going to listen to you, who aren't going to condemn you, who aren't going to say, hey, you shouldn't be doing this because they need to be able to, I guess, resonate with you and love you as Christ loved you. Because if they're your true friends, they're not going to, I guess, speak down on you. They're not going to want to hurt you. They're going to be there with you and show you love and they're going to show you grace and they're going to say, hey, like, this is okay and we're going to get through this. Also, um, I would say get some hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When I went through my breakup, like I... I wanted, I wanted to go out and I even had a phase where I just wanted to go out and I wanted to club and I wanted to party, but I realized that that wasn't fulfilling me. Mm. So I, I started my blog, but maybe you don't want to blog. Maybe you want to write or not write, but maybe you want to paint or maybe you want to, I don't know, take in some art or music or whatever it is but find yourself a distraction my therapist um tells me um that you know well I told her that you know sometimes I just want to come home and I just want to lay in my bed and I just want to you know sulk but she's like you know you can't do that you know because that's only gonna make it worse she's like you need to get out you need to go for a walk you need to get some sun you need to do something so I mean if you're single and you're going through these emotions and you feel down and you feel sad and you're you know you call yourself like you know seeking God and praying you know do something else like get up I talked in one of I I spoke in one of my really early posts when I first um, started blogging I mentioned getting another job, (laughs) just doing something that's gonna take your mind off of just being consumed with relationships and dating, because it can be exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like my blog is, you know, a lot of the focus is on relationships and singleness. But sometimes I get tired of that. Sometimes I don't want to talk about relationships or or single, sometimes I just want to have a good laugh or watch a good show. So, yeah, I would say definitely strengthen your relationship with Christ, um, get you a hobby, and get you some good friends. That's Those real. Those are my three things. That's good. That's good. To the friends part, quick, quick side, well, not side note, but um to to the point of your friends i had a had a mentor at the at the time um and one of the ways he influenced me to become celibate and it sounded weird but i appreciated the heck out of him saying it he said i was just telling him about my frustrations with with the the girl in the situation like 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 why is she not going with me like 
I'm a Christian dude. Like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going in. He's like, first of all, y'all doing stuff y'all don't need to be doing. He says, second of all, she a Christian, right? I said, yeah. He said, well, technically, isn't she your sister? And I said, I mean, yeah, I guess so. He said, so you doing that stuff with your sister? And I said, bruh, come on, bruh. Come on, man. He said, that's your sister. He said, y'all got the same father, right? He said, you doing that stuff with your sister? I said, man, you right. And I became celibate that same day. I went ahead and did it. Because it's, 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 it's true. It's, at the end of the day, it's true, you know. And then maybe that's one of the reasons why God is like, get married. <laughs> I can't be seeing my kids do this stuff. Like, no. <laughs> Incest. It's a lot of reasons why God <laughs> wants us to, you know, get married. Yeah. Right, right. But you but just yeah. made me think about that. Um, I definitely but, agree with that. So, um, again... I appreciate the heck out of you for um, for joining me and um, and and doing an episode on this topic. And um, so you are amazing, you're awesome. I love the blog. Um, I love Thank your transparency. You. Thanks um, for having me. Of course, of course. When you asked me, I was like, me? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> But no, I'm I'm grateful. Thank you. I love the podcast. I've listened on, you know, a couple a couple of them, and that's why I think I think that's why I kind of question myself. Cause I mean, you you guys y'all do like theology. I was like y'all be like deep in it, and I was like, <laughs> me stop. <laughs> you have very very relevant content. Oh, oh thank so you. It's very much appreciated. Drop your 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 blog link um and if people want to get in contact with you what's the best way to do so yes definitely so my blog is all i am is yours blog.wordpress.com um or you can follow me on instagram at angelica medina <laughs> one underscore um and on there i have all of i have my link tree with all my other links i also have another blog um called jesus and journals where i do more of my i guess free writing poems little journal entries um where i just express my emotions because like i said i'm an emotional person so yeah that's dope that's dope you ever thought about publishing your your like a journal of your the content from that you ever thought about doing that yeah actually hey. <laughs> that's one of the things god that that comes on a lot that, that comes. come on come on holy spirit <laughs> okay <laughs> okay i hear you guys <laughs> but yeah that's that's one thing i'm kind of working on so yes, hopefully one day one day soon you'll see that well, let us know we'll have you back on so you can you can drop that so of course thank you again angelica um i appreciate you so much trevor unfortunately he couldn't be with us tonight but he appreciates you as well for joining us um 
We love you. We love you guys. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Tell, tell Maya and Jeremiah, I said, hey. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks.